0: To the 30 Minute Week Podcast
1: on WFUVSports.org. Yes, and we are pre recorded because this is a podcast more specifically known as the 30 Minute Week Podcast. Yeah, yeah. What's up? The special AM edition. I mean, I guess those of you listening don't really know, but we're here in the studio at 8 in the morning. That's right, because we grind we're joined by Manny Adeye and Charlie Masiano. I got that right again, right? Yep. What's yeah. up,
0: Charlie? Hey,
2: what's up,
1: Manny? And shout out to Raf in the back for producing the show. Everyone's out here early. Sorry if the energy seems low. We going to get started No, the though.
0: energy's never low, baby. We we're morning people, all right? And we love it. I, are we morning
1: okay am I, I i have this discussion am i a morning person or am i a coffee person there's a difference i
0: believe well i don't do coffee no, so i don't drink coffee either so I i'm a morning person okay
1: so. i'm a coffee person well discussion. you know what i also am i'm a college basketball guy and i think that has to do with our first headline so you want to get right into it so roth what's our first headline well reed since you're a college
3: basketball guy let's go into the final four
1: what do you guys think about this Final Four going into it? I mean, a lot of teams first, a lot of new teams we usually don't see in the Final Four. I know before the show, Charlie was giving off all these stats about Gonzaga's first Final Four. Uh, South Carolina's obviously first Final Four. Oregon hasn't been in it since uh,
2: 1939.
1: 1939. Like, this is, this, this is a historical event. Um, what are you guys looking forward to?
0: Uh, I'm looking forward to UNC taking it, honestly. That's what I want to see. Oh, it's disgusting. Is is it really, is it really disgusting? I hate UNC, and I'll never understand why. I don't understand. I just never want to see them win. That's, you know what? You don't even have a reason for not wanting them to win. The colors. Blue and white? You have a problem with blue and white? I it's thought not you blue. had the
3: problem with the Oregon colors. Thank you. <laughs> wait, <laughs> a,
0: wait, <laughs> just, wait a second. <laughs> just, just complained about Oregon's colors. All now you right? complaining about UNC's Now you about USC. You know what? Do you know that they're facing each other this weekend?
1: 2017, the year of the ugly jersey in college basketball. I'm, I'm anointing it now. I disagree with no, you no, 100%. As well. So you think UNC is going to beat Oregon? Is that what are we going with that? You guys? I yeah. think
2: I think it's going to be a South Carolina North Carolina championship game on Monday. Battle
0: of the Carolinas! Battle of the Carolinas! Not that. Cindarius Thornwell.
2: Really, Thornwell is playing out of his mind right now. He, like I and say, he, he, he's hey. the truth. And Frank Martin, this is his first Final Four appearance. I think that he's going to lead his team to the championship and no. i don't i don't know if they're going to beat UNC but i think that they're going to upset Gonzaga and make it to the championship game on monday
1: gonzaga's good though they are big and they're a team that not only is big but they can get down the floor like they're a small team i i would be worried about south carolina this could be very well their carriage per se, turning into a pumpkin come 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 this weekend
0: they ca- turn into that's
1: what happened to Cinderella, oh, right? You know what Side note: Why do we always say Cinderella just... team? Did she? She didn't make it. Like, she made it to the ball, but she had to leave early and all that kind of stuff. Like she you didn't. Can, it's she wasn't really
0: the underdog. Was yeah, she but
1: that's
2: she, that's she not, was, not the point of the, the story. Underdog.
0: No, she wasn't.
2: <laughs> she was kind of the underdog because no, the, she was
0: definitely the underdog because these
2: two uh, stepsisters were supposed it, to get married before. But huh? wasn't
0: she like the prettiest of the three?
3: Yeah, but yeah, but that's that's. But she was also like the peasant maid girl who was not even supposed to leave the house that day. So that's the yeah. Okay. Ah, I
0: don't know. We, we got to review the whole Cinderella thing. I'm right. right. I'm right there with well, you. Well,
1: I'll get into my Disney research after <laughs> the show. But so quickly, final note: you, Who do you guys think is going to win the national championship, and who do you think's going home?
0: Uh, I'll start with me first, Charlie. I agree with you, and I like the battle of the Carolinas. I really do. But uh, like I said last week, I'm going to pick experience over, you know, uh, our Cinderella's peasant people. Uh, I think <laughs> UNC, you know, as a as a university, this, this is what they do. Roy Williams, you know, and, and everybody, you know, they're, they're in the Final Four and they're going to take it all the way.
2: I also think UNC is going to take it all. But uh, to our, to back up my point with the ca- battle of the Carolinas, Frank Martin is really coaching this team really well. He has a lot of experience before making to the Final Four, just having uh, the experience of leading a team and his defense the South Carolina defense is really unstoppable right now they're getting so many turnovers and they're uh stealing so many balls so i just think that they're going to beat uh gonzaga and then monday night it, i think it's going to be really close between unc and south carolina but unc's going to take it on uh, is going to come on top that's a great point charlie because i think that's
1: why south carolina's made it as far as they've gone i've said this before but yeah. their defense defense can travel defense is something you can rely on i don't think though they're going to be good enough to stop Gonzaga. I want them to. My ideal fandom national championship game would be Oregon versus South Carolina just because I love the history. I want to see South Carolina win it all. But if I'm being realistic, I have to go with uh, UNC and Gonzaga. I just think those are the two best teams in the Final Four. And if all goes well, if we don't see unprecedented events or surprising events, we're going to see that as our national championship, and I have Gonzaga winning, actually. Really? They're just too well-rounded of a team. I, I thought that from the beginning of this tournament. I didn't think they'd go this far, honestly, but I thought they had the capability to do so, and now that they're in the, the Final Four, I don't know why they can't win two more games. So if I wanted to be safe and, and, and logical, I'm saying Gonzaga is going to be our national champion this year. If I want to be a diehard fan, South Carolina.
0: You, you disgust me sometimes. <sighs> Get in line.
1: <laughs> Headline number two, Ross. Well, guys,
3: the Oakland Raiders got approved to move to yes, Vegas, did. and they will now be the Vegas Raiders. The vote from the owners was 31 to 1, with, of course, Miami being the only uh, ownership to vote against. What do you guys think?
1: Wait, quick, quick thought. Las Vegas Raiders. Vegas Raiders. Vaders? <laughs> no, Reed. Darth Vader, black and white sounds uh, a lot better than the Vegas Golden
3: Knights,
0: though. It does. I would say that. I don't like the uh, the Golden Knights name. I'm not even sure where that came from, but that, that was circulating around. I hate that name. But uh, congratulations to the Raiders organization. Congra-
1: are you ha- okay? Are are you guys happy about this move? When you heard the news that the Oakland Raiders would no longer be the Oakland Raiders, what's
0: the big deal about the move? It's a big deal. Wow. Las
1: Vegas is getting a team. This the, the Raiders, a team that is very recognizable, know, not not maybe me, the most I profitable say, give brand. Me, give
0: me a reason for me not to be happy about it.
1: Uh, well, I I'm not going to give you that. I mean, I can give you the reasons I think Oakland going to Vegas is great for not only their team, for their players, but for the NFL. But there are people saying that you know they have a legacy in Oakland. So what? They Everybody have does. a brand. Uh, the city loves them. All this—it's its that kind of idea that just because the city didn't build the NFL a stadium, they're like, we're going to get up and we're going to leave. But as we all know, guys, the NFL is a business, and I think the number one factor in, in Oakland uh, moving it, and, and Kraft said this, Robert Kraft, the Patriots owner, said it as much when they voted 31 to 1, voter owner approval, Dolphins owner being the only one to say they shouldn't move to Vegas, yeah, is else. that the Oakland Raiders were last in revenue generated. And in a business, yes, sorry to remind us fans, but it's the NFL is a business— money. They're the last in revenue. They go to Vegas. They rebrand. I think what they should do is create a smaller stadium. I like that idea about NFL teams doing that, making a dome so that, you know, you don't have to worry about covering up the upper rafters. You have less people in there. The energy is more arena football-like because the NFL has become a TV sport anyways. Yes. Going to Vegas, the brand, the people can travel to go see them. They become another show on the strip, per se. I think this is great
0: for the team, and I think... Looking down the line, we're going to be like, what? Oakland was wasn't? i mean, the Rays were in Oakland? What? I mean, if you think about it, it's—I I don't think it's that big of a deal. I mean, yes, it's it's a big deal. It's good. I think it's great. One, because, I mean, this happens all the time. You know, the Houston Oilers were the Tennessee Titans before. Like, a teams, transient league. teams move. Like, the, the, the LA Lakers were not always in LA, you know? Like, teams move. It happens, and it's just—it's part of the game, you know? And, uh— I think it's good for, for the Raiders organization. Like we said, they weren't making money in Oakland. I mean, they, they didn't open up the uh, the top rafters in their stadium some games just because they didn't have tickets sold. So I think Vegas is a smart move. It's a great move. Money. I mean, Vegas is about money. So there's going to be a lot of money made there for them.
2: And this isn't the first time that the Raiders have moved. They moved to L.A. in 1982, and they were there until 1994. Yep. So th- this isn't the first time that the organization has been on the move. And as a business sense, uh makes – it makes a lot of sense for all the owners. They made fifty million dollars each by moving to Vegas. I don't know if you guys heard about that. That the owners. How does that work? Yeah, that that's
3: m- that's always the uh, the incentive. That's why the owners vote because they get a share. Yep. Since yeah. it's go since you're bringing business to a different state and you're kind of taking that state out of play.
1: Money, money, money. So so the City. owners
0: get fifty million. So why did the Dolphins say no? Because the, uh,
2: the they Dolphins- want them. <laughs> The, oh, the owner really? said he was he was um, looking out for the fans, how it wasn't fair for Oakland the Oakland fans to lose their team again. Oh,
3: please. You think an owner who gets $50 million just That's for this I'm move saying. actually cares about whether no, the fans I, are moving what I from hate is, Oakland? I think
1: the reason he did that is because these billionaires, they're all smart, and it was almost a branding thing. He's Absolutely. Like, he's like, you know what? I know all these other owners. They're not disconnected from one another, they're going to vote them to Vegas, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to be the lone wolf that says, no, I'm going to stand up for the fans. I'm going to say they should stay, knowing well. Why,
0: this is why we don't like the Dolphins anyway. So
1: that hopefully Oakland fans <laughs> will be like, I don't have a team anymore. Who who wanted to keep my team? Wait, the Dolphins did? Let me go buy a Miami Dolphins jersey and root for them. That's exactly what the owner was thinking, in my opinion.
0: That's disgusting.
1: But the Raiders going to Vegas. Do we think a jersey change? Do we think color change?
0: Do no. we think? We
3: I, gotta, I think
1: I think gray and black is perfect. You got to keep
3: the yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, I I I I'd definitely keep it. No, there's no reason to change. That's you. I mean, that's what you they're You put a nice V though.
3: So here's my idea, right? You know how they have the uh, X going with the uh, skull and the uh, X in swords in the yeah. back of them. Instead, make that X into a V, and you have a you have
1: a brand. A new, a, new a new brand. A new brand. A new beginning. They do also have Carr, who I think is going to one day be an MVP in this league. So that makes it a lot easier to move when you th- know you have a way better future, right? Unlike the Rams, who I think moved <laughs> to L.A. <laughs> with their local Pee Wee football team as their roster. <laughs> I'm or just saying. Cliche.
2: Or the Chargers moving to a 30,000 uh, capacity ch- stadium. Chargers, that's just. In car- no uh, and Carson. Out-,
1: out of all the moves we've seen recently, I think this is the smartest and it will end up being the best so far. But, you know, who knows? Maybe.
0: Five years from now. Honestly, you know this move to me, uh, all the Marshawn Lynch rumors to the Oakland Raiders. I think this nullifies that, because I think the only reason for him to come back would, would be to play for Oakland. They still have three more years in Oakland. They though. They have. Two. And he, who's who's to
2: say that he's going to be playing in the NFL three more years from now? Even I if don't know. even if he's not. Charlie's he, right. He's not in the league well right now toward. anyway.
0: Okay. Well, so yeah. So if anything, before they go to Vegas, that's the only chance to get Marshawn. Ah. After that, it's dead.
1: Well, the only thing we can do here is sit and wait and see what's going to end up, but what we can also do, is talk about our third headline, guys. What is it, Ralph? Well, Reed, it seems
3: like whenever I'm here, this ends up being a discussion, but NBA MVP.
1: <laughs> it's getting about that time of the year. It's the most wonderful time. No, it's not. It's, it's NBA playoffs coming around, which means the MVP. That means your
0: birthday's coming around. My birthday is
1: coming around. <laughs> your birthday's coming around too. <laughs> Funny stat, our birthday is a day apart. I know, right? It's crazy. Who'd have thought? Okay, so NBA MVP guys. Who do we think's in the race and who do we think's gonna end up
0: winning it? Uh honestly, who's in the race and winning it is obviously two of your questions, Manny. Um you know, I think It's when, always a great show in Manny Talks. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> when you think about who's in the race, of course you gotta say Harden. Uh, you gotta say Russ and you gotta say LeBron James. I would have honestly put Kawhi in the race, and it's really looking like a two man race at this point. Because LeBron, yeah, he's consistent with his stats, and of course he's important and he's an MVP candidate all the way. But it is a two man race, and I will have to go with Russell Westbrook. Why? Because even though some people, you know, the, the averaging the triple double for in season, that is pretty impressive as a guard. As a guard, as any player, period, and as a guard, that's no, that's it. like, I mean, you don't see that done anywhere besides 2K. Like, my, my play in 2K averages triple-doubles in the season. And I I work hard for that. So I know Russell's. is And working you put hard. the difficulty down. Exactly. I put it all the way, no, I play on, I play on, a, I don't play on a, Yeah, The difficulty's very down, actually. You're correct. And, and he's playing in the league. So, honestly, averaging a triple-double, it's a big deal. You're living the dream, Manny. You're living the dream. But Westbrook's a good choice, Charlie.
2: I got James Harden on my for what? my pick. Oh my god! Uh, <laughs> I got I, I got to I gotta, I gotta pick James Harden. He's also even though he's not averaging a triple double, he's av- averaging a double double with 29 points and 11 uh, assists, and with the rebounds, he's only two away. He's got eight rebounds. So and he's he's leading his team right now. The Rockets, I think, are in third in the West, and they're just playing at a better. They're playing in a better consistency. Consistency. They have 51 wins, and um. He's also the one of the first players ever to average a triple double uh, to have a triple double with 40 points back to back in back to back games. Nice. So, uh his stat his stats are right up there with Russell Westbrook. His team is playing better. So that's why I got to pick uh, James Harden.
1: Yeah. So, this is my big we, we we we've talked about this in earlier shows. And if you're an avid listener of the 30 minute a week podcast, you know what I'm about to say. But If we're actually voting for the most valuable player in the NBA, that man is LeBron James. There we go. We all know that, whether you like to admit it to yourself or not, because he is the Cleveland Cavaliers. I can go all the stats about how he doubled the value once he moved there, about how they'd be near the bottom of the East if he wasn't on that roster, about how he could average a triple-double if he wanted to, but he's at a point in his career when he doesn't choose to do so because he has enough talent around him. So, that being said, the way we actually vote MVPs, and it's how Steph Curry, the defenseless wonder, got a unanimous MVP. It's Disgusting. is because we vote on the season of the year, player of the year. And for that reason, I have to go with Russell Westbrook. Now, I get what you're saying, Charlie. And honestly, I think the fact that the that the Hardens, <laughs> the Rockets are in th- third place in a very good Western Conference should mean he wins the MVP while Westbrook's team, the Thunder, is sixth. I think Harden should win it over him. But that's not how we vote, and we can't. We have to be consistent with the way we vote. So for that reason, the fact that Westbrook is having a historical season, averaging a triple-double, something we've been tracking as fans, as reporters, as broadcasters for the entire year, he's averaging 31 points, 10 assists, and 10 rebounds as a guard. That's amazing. That is the season of the year. Regardless of team performance uh, or anything like that, so for that reason, Russell Westbrook should be the MVP.
0: And, You know, I'm I'm 100 I, I agree with you. I agree with you on on the LeBron James thing. You know, of course you do. You why know? know why? Cause, because cause you're a le- man of reason. Yeah, and, time, time. Time. <laughs> and honestly, and if you think about reason, LeBron should be the MVP. But that's not what's going to happen because, like you said, that's not how they. Because not we. Because we don't vote. Stay away from they. All right, like DJ Who Khaled is they? says. Who is they? The goddamn media. All right. Not us. We are the media. Yeah, but but the higher up media. You know, they they vote and they vote <laughs> this very This is not a college state. They vote very badly, okay, but they do give it to the best performance of the year, you know. Uh the It's fact, inconsistent. It's very inconsistent. But the thing that really pisses me off is the fact that Steph Curry got the first unanimous MVP. We don't we don't need to get back into this. I'm sorry, it but it really disgusts <laughs> me. Like <right>? it pisses <laughs> me off. Like Michael Jordan doesn't even have a unanimous MVP. Kobe Shaq Kobe LeBron Michael. All those guys, not one of them having unanimous MVP. But Stephen, you know what? I How agree do. with
2: that aspect, but you can't deny he had one of the best seasons. He in had, had a great season. He had four hundred and yes. three three pointers last year.
0: Congratulations! That's all he does.
2: He does play some defense.
0: Barely. What? And he's not the best defensive player on this team.
2: No, he doesn't. No, de- by far he's not the best, but he's still a good defender. I, I would I wouldn't. Charlie. I wouldn't call him a good
3: defender. Uh, I, would, I, I, I mean, he's a defender as far as a professional NBA player needs to defend <laughs> yeah. because, you know, you have first, you're, you're out there. Exactly. <laughs> Charlie's first
1: time on the show. We're getting him in the hot seat. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, you want to take a hot take? <laughs> you know what, Charlie? You're wrong. <laughs> Anyways, that's it for our headlines, guys. Now time to my favorite segment of the show, and hopefully your guys' as well. This is when we get to connect with you and answer your questions that you guys have emailed or tweeted us throughout the week. We can give you guys the information on the posts below, but it's also if you want to do it, just tweet us at 30 minute week pod. That's three zero, not the word thirty, and the same for our Instagram account, or email us at thirty minuteweek at gmail dot com. Again, thirty is the number, not the word. Yeah. All that being said, Ralph, what's our first question? Well, we have Ruby Cotton from Jersey City,
3: New Jersey. I'm sorry, Ruby. She, she says Jersey. she's from Jersey. <understandable>. She uh, she says, hey guys, Adam Silver says he wants a female in the NBA, as in a he- female head coach in the NBA, sooner rather than later. What are your thoughts? I love this. I
1: think that this is a point I've been wanting to make for a while. I think that there should be more women in the NBA. I, I, I was thinking a lot more in the executive roles as well. Like Think about Jeannie Buss. I think she's doing a really good job with yeah, the Lakers. Man. And I think, I mean women can bring a different perspective into our our sport because, you know, they see the world differently, just like different types of people do. Now, as a head coach, again, I think that would be great. Becky Hammond for the Spurs, for example. I think she's done a great a great job. And Greg Popovich has done nothing but praise her. At the same time, I would be cautious as to not put a woman in that position just for the sake of her being a woman, but we want to find the right candidate at the right time. You know what I mean? Because it would be groundbreaking for it to happen. And and for it to have as much of an impact and a le- legacy as it, as it should have, she needs to be great. I'm sorry, but that's the fact. One of the reasons Jackie Robinson is so legendary isn't just because of when he did what he did because he what he did when he was in that position he was a great player so i w- it would suck for it to be someone who's rushed into that position who really can't handle it whether they're a male or a female i always feel like that so i feel the right female coach is going to come around one time and when she does i'm going to stand up and applaud it
0: uh you know what i i uh agree with you, Reed. my thing is what is sooner and late and later you know how soon very soon? vague well, because yeah. what if he says, like, oh, 64 days. That's what I'm saying. Right, yeah. and it doesn't
1: things don't get passed. You I know, mean, even though you said immediately, like, that, that kind of stuff would exactly. get people upset. So you say sooner rather than later.
0: I don't know how – I don't know what sooner or later is. But, yes, I think this would be good for the league, for the NBA. Um, you know, if anything, uh, Becky with the Spurs, I think she should be the next female head coach when that happens. Just because yeah. she's already in – That position. So she's already, I mean, she's already in the coaching staff of the San Antonio Spurs, which is a great staff to be a part of. And for just, like you said, just to put someone in that role, to throw somebody else in that role is just to put somebody in that role. They don't have the experience in the NBA like she does. So if anything, she should be the first female head coach when that time comes, when the sooner rather than later comes.
2: It's going to be hard for her. Not, it's not going to be easy to be the first female head coach because yeah. there's going to be so much criticism with whatever she well, does Well, being wrong. a head coach in general is not easy. <laughs> yeah, but um, I think she's going t- to take steps because I heard recently that she's interested in the Florida, uh, Florida Gator job as well. Nice. So I think she's going to take steps. She's, if, if she really wants to learn how to be a head coach, I think she would take that job first. And then if an NBA job comes up, I think she should be the first female head coach in the league.
1: Yeah, I don't think the fact that she's a woman would make it difficult. I think any coach, good coach, needs to get the respect of his or her players. So as long as she can come in there and do that, whether it's with the Gators or with uh, an NBA team or any female head coach, the same way a man needs to do it, if they can do that, they can be successful in this league and our league will be better for it. The more inclusive we are, I think this is my policy in general, the more inclusive we are as a society, the better we grow and I think the more we benefit, right? More
0: perspectives can never hurt us. So...
1: Let's hope and pray it is it is sooner rather than later, though. But and and you good, know.
0: good luck to you, Ruby, because, you know, being from Jersey, <laughs> man.
1: New York late, I always <laughs> say, you know? <laughs> anyway, sorry. Next question, Ralph.
3: Walter Cleary <laughs> from Pittsburgh. Was it a good move by the NFL to ban leaping block attempts on field goals and extra points?
0: No. Oh. It was not a good move, okay, because there was no reason to actually do this. If there was a uh, a health concern, like, okay, Guys are jumping over the center and they're hitting the center of head concussion this concussion that you hit the center you break your ankle that, yada yada, then and of course let's 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 look to to change this, but if it's working clearly working there's no problem, you know that that's exactly how I see it. I'm actually very disappointed about this.
1: I wish they hadn't, but I understand why. Just hear me out. I know you're not gonna agree with this, of course but I won't. it has to do with the efficiency of the game. You know it's illegal. ...for a defender to line up in front of the nose... ...in front of the center, right? The long snapper. So, what they would end up doing is they'd be kind of on the edge... ...and they would end up jumping over them and have to time it perfectly... ...and it would make it difficult for the refs. The refs wouldn't know when to call, oh, they're early, they're whatever. So by doing this, it makes the ref's job easier. A job that is very hard, calling an NFL game already... And the amount of times it actually does work is very few and far between. Granted, when it does work, it's on Sports Center, which I think is good for the league. So as a fan, I would like for them to not have done this, but I understand from a logistic standpoint why they I disagree with, you, they
0: with your, your logistic standpoint. What do you mean the refs have a hard time already, you know, seeing that they jump both sides? They're looking for one thing when they have every one play, okay? It's not hard to see if a guy is taking the run to start to jump over, okay? And it's not hard to see when the ball is snapped if he's right on top of the ball or in but front it, or behind him, it's a really him.
1: hard play to execute as a defender, and, and that's usually why they're off. It's and impressive. usually it slows off the game, but usually it slows down the game. They get penalized for, it and they have to redo the whole play, which creates more opportunities for players to get injured. As a Patriots fan, you should know even on special teams, players like Rob Gronkowski can get injured. So you as, do not want to add extra as plays a Patriots if you don't fan.
0: I should know we were very successful with that uh, jumping over the kick last year. So.
3: <laughs> I, t- I tend to agree with
2: Reed's logistical stance. Bam!
0: I disagree with you too. Then for some reason. <laughs> well,
2: well, it has worked. Cam Chancellor did it this year against the Bills on uh, Monday Night Football. That's right. And the Broncos even won a game by doing that against the Saints, closing seconds of the game. Man, Charlie, the de- Charlie from the defender jumped over, <laughs> jumped over the, 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 the line, and he, and he blocked the kick, and the Broncos won the game by two points after getting the safety. So I think they should keep. They should not get rid of that rule. They should keep it and keep the games, keep the games from having that. They
1: shouldn't have gotten rid of it, but I'm just saying I understand why. No man, because while you have moments like that which are great, there's 10 other ones in which the penalty was called because they jumped too early or they touched the center.
0: that's, That's the game. You take that risk knowing that, okay, if I fail, there will be a penalty. All right? If you don't, and if somebody doesn't like it, guess what? I know, but the,
3: fan, the fans don't like it, you know, and you have to the fans, stop to get, the game because remember this. Like this normally happens with like a minute to play, and the team's in desperation, just trying to jump a snap or trying to block something at this point, And now we have to wait another five minutes for them to go yep. and discuss whether mm-hmm. or not he jumped. Preach, and you know how played, you, you know but you know how difficult that makes no it is? sense.
0: <laughs> You play to win the game. If you if have you to, to win jump, the game
3: by jumping over the center on, on, on like yeah. on that kind then, of a play, then I then think that's what you need. I, 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 I agree with you on that. I just well now I you have to win the, the game without jumping over the center. How's that? Based? Now you have to win without no, right. jumping over the center. Well,
0: hey, listen, Paige is gonna win regardless. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> well, that's another question.
3: Well, which I don't
1: <laughs> think is actually our next listener question. Let's find out what that is.
3: Do you guys want to take it, Tyler Binder from uh, the Bronx, New York? I know Manny loves this question. Let's go. Who so is look- your most disliked athlete of all time? By the way, disclaimer: Tyler's is Tom Brady
0: by far, and I quote. Okay. Uh oh! Everyone's looking at me, so I should go ahead. No, no, okay. no, 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 no. Charlie, you go. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Oof.
1: A disliked ath- most disliked athlete. Yeah. Doesn't have to be the worst. Doesn't have to be the... It's person. It's, it's personal. Like a personal thing. A Who player have you're just you, like... you know?
2: Probably because I'm a Mets fan, Chase Utley, for what he did to Ruben Tejada, and just because he was on the Phillies his whole career. That's
3: a good job. I can respect that.
2: And there's so much bad, bad, uh, bad publicity between the Mets and the Phillies just because of their rivalry and... All the stuff that Chase Utley has done over the years, I just don't like him. Good job, Roff.
3: You got one. I got. I got to think about it. Honestly, I don't know. I don't. I don't really hate athletes because, for the most part, like anything, you know, most wrong things. Like I kind of understand now. There are so I'll, I'll like have to think if I've ever actually despised an
1: athlete before.
0: That's fine.
2: It's a tough question.
1: Tough, tough question. That's why we're here to answer them. I think disliked athletes again. I'm with Roff. I don't hate any athletes just because. Uh, I mean, it's sports. There's no reason to really hate someone. I would say in my lifetime, I as a kid, I really didn't have athletes I hate. I just had athletes I idolized. Right now, as like a professional, kind of someone who, who who tries to look at the league uh through a different perspective, I have to say my most disliked athlete right now is in the NBA, and he has to be Kevin Durant. Uh, just because of what I thought he promised to become, and now what he is, I thought it was a really weak move going to Golden State. I thought the way he's acted since then has been very childish, if I could say that, and it's turned me off as a fan. So when I think of Kevin Durant, I kind of cringe a little bit. I don't hate him, but
0: I would say I dislike him because uh, I think
1: he could have been a lot different, a lot, a lot. Yeah, I thought he was different than what he ended up being. You know? So okay,
0: I, okay, Tyler Binder. I'm not gonna snap because it's early and I'm a very happy person in the morning. However, I think it is is very different that you, you think Tom Brady by far is the most hated athlete because uh, Michael Jordan is not the most hated athlete. Serena Williams, uh, Jackie Robinson, all the all-time greats are not, you know, a hated athlete. Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback of all time. Maybe
1: Tyler's just not a fan of Uggs.
0: Tom Brady <laughs> is the greatest quarterback of all time and for you to hate him is very, um, well, I don't want to say stupid. Manny, I, I don't
1: I don't mean to try and keep you on track, but the question
0: wasn't about Tom Brady. The question was, "Who's your most disliked athlete of all time?" Well, listen, uh, Tyler Binder. Okay, uh, <laughs> uh, don't don't forget about O.J. Simpson. Okay, he's one of the most hated athletes <laughs> that, of all time. That is true. And you know what? I you didn't want to
3: go that stereotypical. I went that
0: stereotypical. I'm glad he brought you brought Tom Brady. Anyway, that's also true. that's true. Also, in fact, for me it'll be O.J. For a lot of people it'll be Terrell Owens. I mean, he's been struggling to get into the Hall of Fame. He still can't yet. And I think if you want to hate somebody. You hate O.J. before you hate Tom. I mean, Ray. Aaron Hernandez, that is probably yeah, not I, I mean, Aaron yeah, I'm, I'm
3: trying to steer clear of criminals because then it's just not an athlete. Then it's a person that I just don't like for what he they did. If athlete. I'm going to pick an athlete that maybe some people, like, wouldn't understand why, it would be Manny Machado. I don't like the way he plays <laughs> the game. And, like, I really just don't like the way yeah. he plays the game. I I think he's a good player and all that. I just really
0: don't I'm not like gonna lie. him. There's something about Manny that kind of stares me in the wrong way. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, exa- exactly. You know what
1: athletes I really don't like? Both Manny Pacquiao and Floyd Mayweather. Really, I like Manny Pacquiao. I like Pacquiao, I like I Pacquiao. Like Pacquiao a lot. I don't I, like Mayweather. I, agree. I I think especially one one after that fight was disgusting. Okay, yeah. I, I get. That, it. Second that was... off, I think Mayweather. I don't like his off the field stuff, and I don't really just like love his. I don't like his demeanor. He's a great boxer. I don't off, love his off the mat, off map. off Thank off, you. off the mat, out of the ring, out of the ring. And and of the then, ring. Um, Manny Pacquiao's comments. Uh, I'm running into that. I really got me upset too that he made. If we have a uh, minute, I just
2: th- want to bring up. You said you don't like Kevin Durant, but as a LeBron fan, what do you think about that when he left the Cavs for the Heat? You're like being a little hypocritical right now.
1: No, I'm not. It's very. This is different. On his first show, he calls you. Do you want to get into that? How you very Charlie?
0: You were doing such a good job. Okay, so what
1: happened was, (laughs) first off, when LeBron came to Miami, he was by far the player on the team. Uh, When LeBron came to Miami, his team hadn't just been up against the Heat, 3-1 in the Eastern Conference Finals, and then lost. When LeBron came to Miami, he wasn't recruiting or deciding to leave the Cavs before he was—why he was still in a Cavs jersey. And before LeBron came to Miami, he was— Easily the best player in the NBA. Kevin Durant was with Westbrook. They were 3-1 against the Golden State Warriors. Basically, what he did was, if you can't beat him, join them. And he already joined a super team. LeBron helped form a super team. Kevin Durant hitched his wagon onto the bandwagon. And even though he's the best player on that team, and not only that, I think he's acted immature. I think once LeBron was in Miami, he actually really carried himself well. I think Kevin Durant's, we can get into the whole antics, but I think Kevin Durant just acted uh, younger than he is.
0: Nice per- try though. That was perfectly said, Charlie. Uh you, you had it in the bag and then you threw it up. But that's okay. I still love you.
1: Well, hopefully we'll hear from you next week, because unfortunately, guys, gotta wrap things up. It's time to go. Our 30 minutes is up, which means we're gonna be here next week. Thank you guys for joining us. We had so much fun. For off. Yeah. Manny a day. Charlie Massiano. I'm Reed Horner. This has been the 30-minute week podcast, a project WFUV Sports. Bye for now.